Shelby Laframboise is with us, Director of Indigenous Initiatives and Assistant Professor with McEwen's Faculty of Fine Arts and Communications at McEwen University in Edmonton. Thank you so very much for joining us. You're more than welcome. With the papal visit, with a lot of emotions, what you folks are doing is absolutely incredible. What are your hi, thoughts hi, headed in? Thank you. What are your thoughts headed into this weekend? Um, I would say, you know, I definitely have had mixed emotions um, being on various planning committees and mostly, you know, unpacking vicarious trauma and witnessing trauma. And it's been moments of triggers and, you know, watching community members um, navigate their complex emotions. However, I think we really feel that it's our responsibility to simply create a safe space and to create cultural safety for our survivors, for their families, and for community, the greater community especially, as well. Talk about creating safe spaces, because we've heard that, you know, those phrases. Um, and I think we need to, to, to help people understand what this is all about, the infrastructure that goes into this. Um, you know, it was really, uh, it was the city of Edmonton reaching out to us and we reciprocated and it was this process of co-creation and they had resources and we had space. So not only between the leadership uh, at McEwen and through the city of Edmonton, but in collaboration with Kihil Watson, which is our Indigenous Resources Centre and all of the staff there. We also have, um, you know, two former staff members who are residential school survivors and thrivers. And as much as, you know, we attempted to respect you know, their autonomy and kind of their complex emotions throughout this process that we were simply trying to lift and create space so that not only um, survivors felt it was a, an inclusive space, but families and the greater community and as well. We are in a, in a transient space as well, and there's significant homeless population that people just simply... You know, if they want to come and unpack, whether they be from BC, Kamloops survivors, or Saskatchewan, or from Alberta, or wherever they're from, wherever their home territories, their home nation is, that they can come and 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 find a place to touch down. And if that's through ceremony, then then we encourage that in all areas. I know some from here in Manitoba, in Winnipeg, where I'm hosting tonight. They're headed your way. And Beautiful. going through those same emotions about the need to hear this, the need to be there in person, to be, to see this, but then knowing that this is going to trigger a whole set of emotions. And by the way, if this conversation is triggering, you need to know that there is the National Residential School Crisis Line. And that toll-free line is open 24-7 at one 925 Four four one nine. Uh, talk to us about those spaces. 
um, and and the ability to give space, the the ability, and, and the one thing that, uh, you know, people like in my position need to do is a whole lot of listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Talk to us about about that process and about listening. Absolutely. I think, you know, the collaborative effort back and forth between, you know, not only our leadership, our president being open to, you know, offering uh, 200 spaces in residence for survivors, their families and the community, but really, you know, the city reaching out to us and vice versa, us reciprocating and sitting down at these meetings and these tables and saying, you know, what can we do? What can we do collectively? How do we put, how do we transcend our own familial trauma? And and how do we simply create and lift space for our greater community? And so what I really am reminded when I listen to elders and those teachings is that you know, we were given two ears for a reason and one mouth. And like you were saying, we're reminded to always listen more. And sometimes that's very difficult, um, you know, for for certain nations to, to understand that we have to listen more and be reminded about that. And there's been, you know, a lot of listening at the tables going forward. Um, so our safe space is, you know, beautiful Kihio Weston. Um, which is an Indigenous resource centre. It's incredible, you know, state-of-the-art. You know, we have the constellations on the ceiling. It shows our, our, you know, our connection to the cosmos as well as, you know, um, markers on the floor, beautiful stone, which symbolize, you know, the pipe stone and the bowl, you know, the symbol of the pipe. But we also see um, there's a beautiful teepee-inspired tent two of them that are outside for survivors, you know, to simply spend time in, to take up space if they so choose to, you know, use it for ceremony within their own families. We welcome that or a quiet meditative space. There will be a sacred fire running on the Tuesday. It will begin at uh, sunrise and it'll be up to the elders when, when that when that will stop. And so that will constantly be taking place. And I believe we have six escapios that will continue the fire throughout the day. Um, You know, inside we have beating stations. We have the opportunity if, if some elders, you know, community family members choose not to go to Commonwealth stadium or they're choosing not to go to Musquachis or Sacred Heart, then there's a live streaming opportunity in our gathering room and so that they can, you know, have a safe space indoors to navigate their own complex emotions. We also um, have a counselor on site who will be there for the two days. And we also have some context, uh, context from uh, British Columbia counselors who are coming in as well, uh, cultural support workers, you know, just simply to be on site. Um, our partners from the city of Edmonton are going to be with us and um, from the Indigenous Relations Office. And, you know, just simply to be there to support. We'll have, you know, light refreshments throughout the two days. Um, it'll be taking place in, I think, Kihil Watson on the Monday. And then on the Tuesday, it'll be in the Jerry Wood Atrium, which is in Allard Hall. So 
I probably have not remembered everything that we're hmm. going to be having on site, um, but simply we're there, and this and this space is meant, of course, for families, survivors, and communities to take up. Oh, and of course, our expressions of um, you know sweet love and how we we've chosen to wrap around them, which is the care package of the Cookham scarf, and you know the talk about care. that. That, oh, that, sure. that talk yeah, because that's you know you're educating us here. Talk about sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, you know, on just I guess just yes was it yesterday? I'm, my days are kind of blending, <laughs> but we we had um, you know leaders at McEwen, the city of Edmonton, and partners come in, and we wrapped around together in ceremony and prepared 300 uh, sweet care packages, which include a cook and scarf, a smudge, a smudge kit, and also some beautiful Métis teas. Um, the, the smudge kit, again, is meant to symbolize, you know, the idea, the sensation of smell, um, the opportunity for survivors to, you know, return to cer- ceremony in whatever way they choose to. Um, and so there's some sage, you know, the, the wood matches a little, a little feather, of course, and and you know the tr- the pan as well in there. There's also the Métis teas, um, which is from Mother Mother Earth teas, and so various different types that have been added to the bags. And again, it's that to sa- satiate a cup of tea and to feel that sense of calm. And you know when we reflect and we meditate, um, but to be satiated through the senses, and then. Last, the Cookham scarf, which was shared, uh, shared through Cynthia, Jim, our knowledge keeper, in our planning efforts, and she had uh, spoken about, you know, survivors being wrapped, and it's a really powerful um, experience to be wrapped. And often, when our when people, you know, do something in their life that is significant, they receive a blanket. And so our small way of expressing our, you know, shagihitin l'amour is to wrap um, our survivors in this cookum scarf. And of course, we've borrowed that from our Ukrainian um, sisters and families. And that's something that has been taken up by many nations across Turtle Island, that floral um, representation of and symbol of the woman. And so it's that idea of wrapping our elders in our love and our care and our compassion and our understanding. So every, you know, um, whomever is staying in residence or, you know, if there's someone who comes to spend some time at Kihiwatsin or if there's, you know, someone who frequents McEwen, you know, this is their regular walk and it's in their home territories and they live not too far from us in a homeless shelter, then by all means, this is simply meant to, to support our greater community. And you have no idea, you know, in the silence, how it will impact people. And we're hoping that this is simply a space to be together in, in a small way and, and to show our support. Shelby, thank you so very much for joining us and for what you're doing. And good luck. Miigwech. Thank you for sharing our story. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us 
until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.